Crone's getting a split. Mizzy in front of the 100. Crone goes up the inside and Crone takes the lead in the Kilmore. Crone draws clean out from Mizzy. It's a Queensland victory. Crone beat Mizzy. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mock Sports Presents the Quaddy Potty for yet another week. My name is Mitchell Cashmore and as always, joined by Nick Highland. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Always good to be here. Yes, podcast night, best night of the week. Love getting around it and love recording it. Um, straight in the discussion, last week, Cox Plate, Animo, you were on him and went down there early to stay to rest. The other protest, what did you think of it? Yeah, I actually missed the the race live. I was I was driving home from work, but um, looked at it, went back and looked at it, and there wasn't much in it. If, even if it wasn't the Cox Plate, it it wouldn't have been a protest that Animo would have won. Um, almost a perfect run by Animo, and I I was very happy to see it, but unfortunately, I just didn't get up in the end. But that's racing. Yeah, hundred percent. Looking at it, I I immediately went over from Sky Racing to Racing dot com because they had a all the angles and we're showing it from, you know, bird's eye view behind Stewart's vision from the front, from the post. And every way I looked at it, I just, I couldn't personally, I couldn't see a reason for the decision to be reversed. I thought the only reason that they even thought to protest was because it's Cox plate on a regular race. You wouldn't even bother. I thought, you know, William said that he got in his way, but I, I don't reckon he came in for sure. State of rest definitely came off its line but as soon as it did, it corrected itself, in my opinion. Came in, there was a slight brush of contact, if anything. You know, there were a lot of punters out there who were, who were really mad that they didn't get paid out on Animo. But I just didn't really think that the case was there. And I thought that if, you know, if you're not going to overturn that in a regular race, you shouldn't be overturning in a Cox player. I think that there just needs to be standards across the board. And I think the uh, stewards got it right. But um, interestingly, my tip, very elegant... I don't know if you watched uh, the replay in full, but she missed the start. And the way she came home, she was looking like, I reckon she could have won that by a length if she'd, she'd jumped well. What are your thoughts? Of course you think that. Oh. You've got a pretty biased opinion on Very Elegant, and I think we've all realised that. Like, honestly. Oh, come on. You've got to admit, though, that the start was missed. She jumped very awkwardly because we all know she doesn't like going the Melbourne way. But she corrected herself, and God, she got going around the turn. Yeah, but that's a that's a bit of racing. It's the full race. It's not if you miss a start. You got to get the whole race done. Master Sader would have won the um, the Everest if it, if he jumped well as well, but he didn't. So it's a different story. But at the end of the day, it doesn't say first place for elegant. It says different. So that's what, that's my opinion. You can't you can't say oh if this happens, they would have won. Like you can say that a million times about every single horse. Oh well, you you got you got a point there. I, I I guess yeah, but just thought I'd comment on that. Just the the very elegant fan inside me just wanted to comment on how my girl could have won the Cox Plate and is potentially going to the Melbourne Cup. What do you think if she runs in the Melbourne Cup? You reckon she's got any sort of a shot? Oh, it's the toughest race of the year to pick. I don't I don't see her if she wins. I don't see her dominating like. Like, yeah, two miles for a race and it's a bloody long race. I don't, yeah, I don't see her winning by a considerable margin, but she definitely could just be up up around there. But we've got a, we've got a potty coming for the Melbourne Cup on 
the weekend. So we'll we'll dive right into that and have a chat about that for sure. Yes, nice little bonus episode. Make sure to tune in to Mock Sports this weekend. We'll have a bonus balls deep rundown, runner by runner preview, sorting the pretenders from the contenders in the Melbourne Cup once that field is set. But um, another thing I just want to discuss, Nick, the invitation. Didn't I make you look silly? Oh, can I go back to last week? Ice bath. Can't run on a good ground, you said. Well, what did she do? She came out and she smoked them. She smoked them and it was a bone-dry deck, my friend. So what do you have to say for yourself? Look, I don't really have much to say. Well done well done to Ice Bath. But um, it's obviously, you're going to back a winner when you back that horse 10 times in a row and it doesn't win every other time and you say nothing. And then when it wins wins the race and then you, you come and talk some smack, obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously it's going to win one every once in a while, I say. But... <laughs> Oh, oh well, fair enough. But um, this week's racing, even bigger weekend of racing. It is time for the Melbourne Cup Carnival. Every punter's dream. It's just non-stop group racing, basically. Um, Derby Day, one of the better punting days of the year. And in Sydney, Golden Eagle Day. I'm going to be trackside. You are almost trackside for it. A few of the members of the Mock Sports team is going to be trackside for it, and we'll discuss why later, but it's certainly going to be a big day of racing, isn't it? Yeah, a bit disappointed not to get down to this one. Looks like a very good day of racing. Some three pretty big races that we're very interested in, but, um, yeah, unfortunately it's it's not to be. So Yes, but uh, I will be trackside punters, and I will hopefully be putting up some nice trackside content uh, on our Instagram at the Mock Sports, make sure to follow to see that. But um, other than that, let's get in the tips, my friend. Nicholas, my friend, are you tired of the big bookies keeping you down? Yes, I am. Well, what if I told you there was an Aussie-owned bookie out there and they would keep your best interests at heart? You're kidding. There can't be. Well, with PlayUp, you can get access to some of the best quality customer service that I have ever seen from a bookie. Don't tell me there's a link in our Instagram bio to sign up with. Oh, you bet there is, Nico. Head to the show notes or in the link in our Instagram bio and you can sign up with PlayUp today and you can start getting access to not only amazing customer service but also a wide range of incredible weekly promotions and offers. Tell them we sent you and they will look after you unlike the big bookies. All right. We're back to Rose Hill, of course, for Golden Eagle Day and uh, everyone that is trackside there will be watching Derby up on the big screen because in Victoria... Also, lots of good racing to be had. But uh, the track in Sydney going to be absolutely bone dry by the looks of the weather. Um, the the rail is going to be in the true position. So the that combined with the deck, there shouldn't be too much back marker leader's bias. But that's just on paper. Come race day, a bias could figure its way out. You just got to note it throughout the day. Watch the first few races, see if any biases come into play. Note that and take that forward in your betting later in the day. Um, another thing to note is potentially a tiny um, tailwind in the straight, so that might make the the races go just a little bit faster, but not expecting it to have too much of an influence over the races. Um, but we get into race one at the 1,200-metre mark. Uh, as I said, the wind could help it go fast because this one's expected to go very fast as all these horses like to go forward, really. Not many of them like to come running from the back. Uh, I think Georgie's Pride will be an interesting sort coming down from Queensland. And also has resident Brisbane jockey Jim Byrne on. 
he's come down to ride on um Apache Chase in the Golden Eagle. So being a Queensland horse or the Queensland jockey should run well, I think. So I respect a bet on her. However, gonna have to stick fat with Selby Rose. Back to eight weeks ago, while she was uh when she last had a start during the podcast. And duly saluted with J-Mac on board. Um, Bowman goes on board now, but I don't think that that jockey change should phase her much. I think she's going to continue the form here. Trialed at Rose Hill lately and won. So all signs are pointing to a big run. I think $4.80 on Selby Rose is uh, not a price to stick your nose up for the first of the day. What do you reckon, Nick? Yeah, uh, I was having a look at Selby Rose, but I've, got, I've gone with Salik here. Um Hasn't hasn't performed too well, but nothing too badly with her first, second, fourth, and fourth in the first four starts for this prep. Um, should be just peaking maybe a little bit after, but um, not too bad. But just finished a trial, came fifth behind Selby Rose by two lengths, but I wouldn't look into that too much, obviously, because 900 metres doesn't really show the last couple of kicking and stuff like that. But, yeah, Salik, Salik is... Um, just hasn't been. She's been running on the heavy tracks all all prep. So getting onto a good track here should benefit here. And um, yeah, that's for me. So Salik at seven dollars and two dollars fifteen is my tip for race one. Lovely. Heading to race two at the nineteen hundred meters. I'm gonna go. I have to go with Solar Apex here. Backed Yee Yee last time in the same race Solar Apex was in, but I also said Solar Apex would be in the placings, and I was right. Yee Yee ran absolutely incredible run. I must say, but Solar Apex is a is a well known horse that we've been following pretty closely over the last year or so, um, and this prep says it for itself: uh, two wins and a third place. So yeah, three dollars seventy, dollar seventy five, dollar thirty five for a place. So very nice multi filler to start off the Ramwick day. Uh yeah, took the Rose Hill. Yeah, Rose Hill took the words right out of my mouth there though. Um, gonna have to be with Solar Apex as well. Like you said, it's got that form behind Yee Yee. Yee Yee's a horse that uh. You have been riding this whole podcast, so just going to have to stick with that. Yee Yee Form seems to have come out with good, producing a couple of winners here and there. But, uh, yeah, Walla Berry combo, yeah, you can't hate that. It's always a great combo when that goes on board. But, uh, yeah, good price, like you said. Put it in a place, multi for sure. Should be in the finish. Um, we move on to race three. The highway looks as hard a tip as ever as highways tend to be. I reckon Casino Kid will be real strong here, uh, especially after his last start came came home the best 200 sectional of the day. So was able to come hard home to come sixth, but I reckon gets the extra 100 metres here. That'll help dearly if it's able to kick all the way late like last start because it definitely likes to give him a big start. It just needs to jump a little closer to the pack, I think, and with that extra 100 metres, could certainly run a strong finish. Um, the favourite, Ice in Vancouver, finished four lengths off Art Cadeau in the Kosciuszko, so you have to respect that sort of form. However, I'm going to be with a private agent here. I reckon Nico, he has the engine to just get to the front, despite the wide barrier, and if he gets over, I reckon he can come around that bend and absolutely motor away from this lot, I think. Uh, $11 to win and $3.50 to place. Seems pretty good each way value for me in the third, so I'm happy to take that on. What are your thoughts on the highway? Yeah, you you took some of the words out of my mouth for Casino Kid. I'm going to be backing him here. Uh, $11 and $3.50 is probably one of the best value bets for the day. Obviously, 
punt accordingly to the highway because it is a tough race, but I really, really like the Casino Kid in this one. 11th barrier shouldn't be too too bad for, for him. And, yeah, sixth place, last start, only 1.7 off the, off the winner. So not a bad one for me, Casino Kid in the third. Like that. Head on to race four and probably one of our favorite races for the weekend. Um, do you want to tell us why, Mitchell? Well, I'm sure it will definitely be our favorite race for the weekend. It is the reason why I think three or four of uh, the mock boys are going to be trackside because we've got some runners in it, Nick. We have some mock-owned, some family-owned runners going around in the 750,000 four-pillars, and we can't be more stoked. Uh, my family personally owns Highly Desired and uh, our good friend Harrison Reed, who is a part of the Mock Clan, his family owns the favourite Different Strokes. So, uh, yeah, it's it's going to be big. We're all going to be trackside and uh, absolutely cheering, at least, ho- at least hoping one of them gets up. You know, personally, I want Highly Desired to get up, but uh, even if Different Strokes runs it in, it's going to be very exciting for one of our horses to be winning such a big race. But um, on the race itself, Nick, how do you think it's going to play out? Looks like a pretty good wa- good race to watch, I reckon. Um, even if these two horses that we are we've been following very well aren't in it, I reckon it's still a very good v- race to watch, and a lot of horses definitely have a chance with a big field. Um, but I- I'm going to have to be on different strokes here. Different strokes, obviously. We Harrison came out and told us about it when first started running, and we've. Ro- all, I think all of us have watched every race it's run and hasn't been out of the placings once and it's just absolutely dominated in its events. So, yeah, different strokes at $4.20. Just, if you get some time on just before the racing, go back and watch some of these runs because, honestly, some of them are absolutely demolishing. That it's just It looks too easy for this horse. So, yeah, different strokes for me. Yeah, respective favourite. It's, it's certainly a horse that seems to have a big future, especially after that last win came at the midway level just as a nice lead up into this one because of course this technically is a midway but it's just been given a, a whole lot more money because this is all the leftover prize money from the Kosciuszko so uh the midway horses get a big money race but uh yeah it was a 2.3 length demolition sort of um race just came around that bend with Bowman on board and he just put it down and just never looked back um, but I guess it's my turn to really sell Highly Desired to the listeners out there. Uh, he's a seven-year-old and he's been racing for quite a while. This is going to be his 33rd start and he has never once raced in uh, anything like this. Never been at a uh, at a metro track, I don't think. He's a country well, horse. Well, that's a good start. Yeah, he's a, con- he's a country horse through and through. He's been doing the country um, cup circuit for a while, and he's won a th- few of them, that's for sure. Uh, Kathy O'Hara goes on board. Kathy rode him in a trial that we won uh, a few weeks back and beat Tallur. So that's great form, in my mind, if you're able to beat a horse like Tallur in a... I know it's just a trial, but, I mean, it did come out last start and ran a real strong race, led the whole way out at Goulburn, won by a length. So coming into this one... I mean, we're not overly confident on it, but we're just happy to see it run around. And I think it just if Kathy gets it to the front from Barrier 7, which she should be able to, and just runs that strong 1500, anything can happen. Anything can happen in racing. That's what we like to think. 
And it, the, the positive thing is it's the market mover, Nick. It opened at $26 at the tab when the barriers came out. It's come into $15 on Sportsbet. And the best thing I'll tell you, this punters, buy a horse. I know it's a lot easier said than done because when, you, when you're connected in a horse, you'll actually get to know personally what races they're targeting. And a couple of months back, I actually got word that we were going to somehow try and sneak our way into the four pillars. And I was able to put a bet on at $150 to one. And it's got a slot. So, I mean, it's it, I got it at 10 times the odds it is currently. So if it gets up, I will. I mean, look at your TVs. I might be running down the straight doing a bit of doing a bit of a nudie run at that point because I'm just going to be that happy. But uh, yeah, my tip, of course, has to be my family horse, highly desired, $15 to win, $4.60 to place. Always go each way on this horse. It's just a, it's a horse that's been nabbed at the line so many times. It's just made a habit of that. But uh, yeah, can run a really strong race if it uh, shows up ready to run at its best. And at that sort of odds, you'd want to have at least $5 each way on it. And definitely have $10 each way on the Mock Quinella. Different strokes and highly desired to come in the top two would certainly be a lovely can collect. But uh, yes, we move on from the four pillars and we move straight into uh, race eight because five, six, and seven are massive races and they're in the tip-off. We'll get to them later. But uh, Nico, take us through race eight, please. 1,100 metres here. Uh, the Whis- Ned Whiskey um, Benchmark 78 stakes. Um, it's, I've gone for an absolute roughie here with Liberty's son. Uh, $19 price um, for this horse and $4.60 for a place. Won its last start by 0.2 lengths and came second to start before that by just under a length. Um, Timmy Clark on board and a d- decent barrier from the ninth. So, yeah, I, I reckon this horse will be absolutely peaking for this one. And um, at $19 and $4.60, it's definitely a pretty good each-way play for me in the eighth. Yeah, I'm going to be straight at the point. I think Delexo should win this one strongly. Absolutely smashed the clock in winning uh, last Wednesday, I believe it was, when it was on the Kensington track. Um, led throughout and ran under 56 seconds for the 1,000 metres. So I think that's quite fast. And with that wind, apparently that could be coming into play. Could go even faster here. Um, out to 1,100 metres, should be a tick. I don't think there'll be any issues with that. Uh, I reckon it's going to be very hard to run past Alexo at $3.40. Good enough for me, that price. But uh, move on. Race 9, 1,500 metre mark. Pretty boring race, in my opinion. This is where the uh, the day starts to drop a little for the uh, last two races of the day. Still some talented horses, but, you know, when you, compared to the likes of the classic legend, Golden Eagle sort of races, this one comes off not as exciting, shall we say. But uh, I'm going to be with Maren Parr. Nothing too special to say um, about the way he goes about it. I just like how he's been getting it done consistently. Risen through the rankings very nicely this prep. Gone from a maiden win to a benchmark 78 now in the last three starts because he just hasn't stopped winning. Um, Nash Rywell on board should give it a good ride. And at $3.70, I don't think you can complain about that sort of price for such a small field. Nick, what are your thoughts? Going with... a. a a little bit of an outside chance, not a not a big roughie, but uh, Papali here, paying ten dollars for the for the win here with Jason Collette on board. 
Um, just didn't gonna forgive its last run, tenth out of thirteen by just uh, under six lengths. But the run before that won a pretty good race at the fifteen hundred at the same distance. So I'm gonna be backing P- Papali here at ten dollars and two dollars forty five each way. Lovely, yeah, and of course that race was at Rose Hill, so I don't blame you. It's got the, you know, it's only one start, but technically it is undefeated at Rose Hill, so maybe you just didn't like the rate that Ranrick played out that day. But uh, what about the last, Nick? What are your thoughts? Last car? Yeah, the, the 1300 um, race 10, the last one of the card. It's it's a tough one for me because I definitely do like April Rain, but I'm, I'm definitely going to wait before I... Um, put money on April Rain until I find out who the jockey is. It's still unknown. Don't know why that is. Um, so for now, I'm going to go with promotions. Um, if a decent jockey comes in on April Rain, I think April Rain should absolutely dominate this race. One of the best of um, best of the day over at Rose Hill. So, but um, unfortunately, if they get a bad jockey that is just a bit of a nobody, it's going to be. Pretty hard if the jockey just doesn't know how this horse likes to run. So, yeah, um, I go on for promotions just as a backup just in case. Uh, great win last start by two and a half lengths and just, yeah, looked pretty good on the Wednesday heavy track. So, yeah, it's going to be promotions for me, $5.50, but April Rain will be close to my heart in that race as well. Yeah, fair enough. It, it seems to be a bit of a jockey switch because uh, April Rain was J-Mac last start, but uh, Tommy Berry's ridden it a few times as well. But Tommy, of course, has gone on to promotions, taking over from Rachel King. So I feel like that's where the jockey confusion has come from. Uh, that's why Waller's yet to book a jockey on April Rain. But I agree with you in the fact that April Rain could definitely get it done if a good enough jockey gets on board. But I'm going to go really, really, well, not really, really wide, but wide enough, $18 for much, much better. And I'll tell you why. I've been following it this whole prep and wasn't too bad. Last start only came two and a half lengths off of promise of success uh, on Everest Day. But uh, the reason I'm sticking with him, apparently, trainer Gary Moore has been, he's nominated him for the Hong Kong Sprint. Now, if you don't know what the Hong Kong Sprint is, that is one or considered one of the best sprints in the world. That is what Nature Strip is potentially going to go over and race in in a, mo- a couple of months' time. Eduardo was also planning on racing against him. It's where a lot of the world's best sprinters... Basically, if I have to compare it, it's like Hong Kong's version of the Everest. Like, that's how top quality that race is. And if anyone knows Hong Kong like the back of their hand, it's Gary Moore. So if he thinks he's that this horse is good enough to contest one of the highest quality sprints in the world in Hong Kong, I'm going to have to back him at the benchmark level. You'd hope that he runs really well. I think he's he's nominated. That doesn't mean he's racing. It, like, it doesn't mean he's going to get a start. But you think that he has to start really picking up the pace and start running real super if he's going to get a start. That's just a rumor that I've heard. Racing.com reported it today that apparently this horse has been nominated. So... I'm going to back in the confidence of the trainer, Gary Moore, here. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but there is absolutely no chance that much, much better will be running in that race. Oh, there is no chance. Yeah, I, I don't think he'll get a start. But if no if, if Gary, Gary Moore knows Hong Kong, so if, 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 if it's true and much, much better has... Yeah, Gary, Gary, Gary Moore's not a horse and the horse runs the race. <laughs> that horse, it, it wouldn't even... 
It didn't. It wasn't even in. Oh, jeez! Look how angry I'm getting. It wasn't even in the Everest. How can it be? No, no chance. That's that's what I'm Absolutely saying. No that's chance. what I'm saying. I wouldn't have thought that it'd be anywhere near that level of quality. But I think your 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 reasoning behind tipping this horse is pretty invalid because it just doesn't give me. Like when I listen to your analysis, I try and get some confidence to back it as well from a viewer's point. But that just gives me no confidence at all because it's, there's no chance if it runs in that race, it's going to be paying two hundred dollars to one. Like it it. That that is no offense, but no form to go off. Well, fair enough, but um, form that you can go off is it's 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 one this prep. It's running real quick. It uh likes to dig in. Was able to beat Blesk, who's no, not like you know it's no Everest horse, but it's Blesk is still a pretty decent horse on its day. And two lengths off promise of success isn't horrible. As well, also has form behind Ellsberg, who is going into the Golden Eagle in a trial. Uh, I so yeah, I hope that that sort of form. That's, that's better form. That's definitely better form to go off than could be racing in the Hong Kong whatever race that is over there. But can't get a start in a good race over here. Like definitely is a chance in this race. Don't get me wrong. And um, but I I just reckon that's not any form to go off saying. He's going to race in the Hong Kong Cup, whatever it is. Okay, well, fair enough. Then we'll go off that. The fact that it has trial form behind Ellsberg, who is a strong chance for the Golden Eagle, and I'll get into that a little later. But, uh, yeah, to wrap it up, much, much better. $18 to win, $4.80 to place each way in the last at Rose Hill for Cashy. All right, after that, we shall move into the tip-off, Nicholas. Nico, before we begin, let me ask you something. Do you reckon you're any good at fantasy sports? You bet I am, mate. Well, with Draft Stars, you can get off the bench and into the game. Play for fun or play for cash as you compete against other sports fans across Australia for huge prize pools, with some even going upwards of $10,000. That sounds like free money to me. Well, it's not exactly free money, my friend, but if you fancy yourself a bit of a fiend for anything fantasy sports related, whether it's horse racing, AFL, NRL, cricket, NBA, or whatever sport of your choosing, you can head to draftstars.com.au and start playing now. The details are in the show notes or in our Instagram bio. Click the link, sign up today. Tell them the Moth Boys sent you and start winning big on Draft Stars. All right. The great tip off is back in. Gee whiz, it is meaty this week. We've got seven big Group 1 level races. Oh, they're not all Group 1, all the Sydney ones, of course, being the, uh, the big Peter Volandi big money races, but uh, still big enough to be in the tip off, of course. Big seven races. Let's get stuck straight into it. The Rose Hill Gold Cup uh, race five, I believe, at Rose Hill. Nick, who have you got and why? I would think it over here. Um, pretty pretty convincing win last start when we were in watching watching the races at the Everest. Um, and I'm not going to lie, we, we saw that horse running to the start before the race and it went absolutely crazy yes. and we both saw it and we both sat there and we're like, oh, no, I think it over is just going to have a terrible race and just to think how the, the horse would have run if it was calm just gives me absolute confidence to back it here again. I think it's probably – think it over in Gold Trip, I reckon, is probably the Quinella and there's nothing else I'd be backing in this race uh, personally. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, you're right. I, I've haven't seen many a horse 
more unsettled than think it over was on that day, was getting really scared because he was very close to uh, coming into contact with the fences, thought that there was going to be a, a very ugly sight there with a horse going through the barriers. But, um, yeah, was able to calm itself and won very nicely. So if it comes out ready to go and nice and calm, like you said, no reason why it can't go on. But I'm going to have to jump off it. Been following it throughout its prep and it's barely ever let me down. But, I mean, I'm going to do something that might be considered pretty silly by some. Uh, going to have to be with the international gold trip. Uh, of course, Racing Victoria scratched it from the Cox Plate because they said that he was one-fifth lame. New South Wales Racing have come out and said there's nothing wrong with him, so the never-ending story with uh, Vic Racing versus New South Wales Racing and the treatment of internationals comes into play again. But if it is indeed true that Gold Trip is ready to go and ready to run at his best, I think he can run a huge race here. Remember that I had him down as challenging for the Cox Plate. I think I had him rated as like the second best horse in that race. So fourth in the Arc for Triumph, which uh, another international race that some might not be familiar with, considered one of the best races in the world. So that form is huge. Uh, I'll back him to continue with that form here, I think. Uh, however, take note on the market. If the market blows out come race day, clearly isn't ready and there is still some medical issues going on with him. But um, if the market stays steady or even comes in, you know that he's ready to go. So I reckon put some money on him now. But come race day, if you're still holding on to your money, just wait to see what the market does before the race because that will be the true telling sign if he's ready to go and run at his strongest. But at $3.90 to win, I think he can run a really strong race here. But uh, I'd be backing that Quinella all day, by the way. Oh, fair like, enough. That, that Quinella, I don't see anything else. Oh, love the confidence. Bit of an exotic play from Nick. So the... So, Nico riding Think It Over, Cash on Gold Trip, and also Nico is riding the Quinella, another Quinella for the day to go with the Mock Quinella. Remember, uh, highly desired and different strokes in the four pillars you need to get on. Um, but we move to what I think is probably going to be one of the most, if not the most exciting race of the day, Classic Legend Stakes, race six at Rose Hill. Nick, thoughts? Yeah, if if Nature Strip was in this race, it would have been a very all classic legend would have been absolute big race that could have gone a bit differently to the to the Everest. So would have loved to see those both those two big horses here. But um, Masker Sater against Eduardo, and also G Trash Lost and Running, just those those types of horses still in it again. It's going to be a very good race to watch, I reckon. Uh, personally, I'm going with Mask Crusader. Just think it absolutely ran a perfect race in the in the um, Everest, apart from the jump, obviously. But um, again, that's racing. It's got to do the whole race. And if it can get the perfect jump, I reckon nothing's going to stop it. Extra 100 meters in the Everest would have won by half a length. So pretty confident on Mask Crusader for me. Yeah, you're not wrong. Extra 100 metres in the Everest, I reckon he wins by three lengths. The way that he was going, my goodness gracious. Um, so you'd think here with that extra 100 metres uh, plus a good jump, he absolutely takes the PR double five and runs it in. But I'm going to go with a two-pronged play here, Nick, and purely because Mars Crusader is still not set in stone to be running this Saturday because rumour has it that he is potentially going to the VRC Sprint Classic next week 
for another showdown with Nature Strip down the Flemington Strait, which if it happens, that's something to get real exciting about. Um, excited about if you're a racing fan. So I'm I'm tipping Mars Crusader if Mars Crusader races. But just to cover my tracks in case there is a scratch, I'll give you punters who I think my next best horse will be, and that's Big Parade. Black Kapukor of mine, always been in two minds about it. I've followed it and I've sacked it multiple occasions, but I think he's finally matured here and he's ready to absolutely step up to this level. Uh, carried massive weight and absolutely trotted in in the Sydney Stakes. Uh, five kilo weight relief here will be even a bigger help, um, despite, of course, the competition being much stronger, of course, being almost Everest-like this race with uh, most of the horses coming from that race. Uh, he's drawn wide, but he can definitely get to the lead and beat out Eduardo, and we all know what happened uh, when Nature Strip did that. So I think he's over at $7.50, so I implore you to have a small each-way saver bet on him, just in case the Crusader doesn't run. But if he does, as I said, Mask Crusader to win, and big parade Quinella. Since you're throwing out Quinella's nick, I'll throw out another one to go with the Mock Quinella and... The Rose Hill Gold Cup, Quinella, Big Parade and Mask Crusader to be my Quinella for the race. You, you thinking that's any good? Yeah, it's all right. I, I don't mind it. But I uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on Eduardo in this race. Since you were on it for the for the Everest, why have you hopped off? I just thought that the run was really uncharacteristic from him, and it worried me. I know that Eduardo's most likely going to be running in this race because he's Pride has come out and said that he's most likely going to do the opposite of Mask Crusader. So if Mask Crusader races here, don't be surprised if Eduardo gets the scratch and goes and tries to beat Nature Strip again. Um, or the opposite, if Crusader goes to Victoria, Eduardo will stay here and you'll come into a firm favourite. But yeah, I like I said in my analysis of Eduardo for the Everest, thought he was going to come around the turn nose-to-nose with Nature Strip, absolutely challenge him for the lead, but didn't. That sat on the pace. Didn't sit at the top which was very uncharacteristic. He always seems to be at the front, no matter who he's racing. And yeah, I think that's what cost him on the day. But I mean, yeah, great horse can definitely come out and win. But yeah, that last start just worried me a little bit. Maybe it was a jockey mistake. Maybe it was just the horse didn't quite get like a keen jump. Not quite sure. It just, but it's enough to get me off Eduardo. And of course, Mars Crusader seems to be absolute tops. So if Mars Crusader is going to be running, the rumor has it that Eduardo won't be running anyway. So, but yeah, I reckon Mars Crusader and Big Parade are probably the two on toppers for me in this one. And Eduardo third. So throw me a trifecta if Eduardo does end up racing here. And what the hell, make it a Big Parade, Eduardo, Quinella as well if Mars Crusader is scratched. Is, is that sort of what you're thinking with Eduardo as well? What are your thoughts on him? I never really liked Eduardo. I pretty much tore him to shreds in the analysis for the... Um, he called him a pretender. For the Everest. And he was. Didn't win. Yeah, fair enough. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, but if... I'll be I'll be pretty much what you said, except I'll, I will be on Eduardo if um, Master Sadie gets scratched, I think. Be peaking for this race, so yeah. But um, I'll, I'll stick with Master Sadie for now. Yeah, if Mars Crusader wins, I'm um, sorry, Mars Crusader runs, definitely expect the win here and be quite shocked if it, uh, if it, if Mars Crusader's running at the back of the pack, gee, that's going to be a letdown. But um, we move on, the biggest race of the day in Sydney, the Golden Eagle, you've got many familiar faces here for us, Nick, I better, 
I bet 90% of this field is at least have at least one of our support and betting before if you go back through the uh, the podcast uh, history. So who have you settled on? Well, you go first, mate. I want to hear your thoughts. Uh, I mean, normally I'd be with Private Eye, but I've jumped off Private Eye it's stupidly after the last time I jumped off him. He came out and won the Epsom. So, I mean, don't know why I'm doing it, but Ellsberg is just crying out to me. Ellsberg's another one that we've been on every start since the start of the podcast, and I just can't jump off him now. I think he's really up to this level. Um... Definitely has the opportunity to jump well from the first gate and roll forward with Apache Chase and get some clear running. I think that's what undid him in the Silver Eagle. I reckon he he just wasn't that clean. Got got bumped at the top of the straight, but still able to come home and lose very narrowly. 0.2 lengths to aim in the Silver Eagle after getting that check. Very impressive in my mind. So if he's able to get out and get the brakes in the straight, no checks, clean running, I reckon he'll run real strong to the line. And I told the mock team in our uh, little group chat that we have, get on him at the $14 odds because you're not going to be getting double figures on race day. And he has already come into $8. And I think that's just going to keep dropping, keep dropping until race time. I think that he's definitely got a lot of support from the punters. But yeah, Ellsberg, $8 to win, $2.80 to place each way for me in the Golden Eagle. Yeah, I'm going to go with a roughie. Vangelic. Oh. Now I've gone with this because back in the day, a couple of couple of weeks back, maybe even a couple of months back, yep. when I first backed Entant, that was an absolute roughie that I backed. And then it came in to be a very good horse and now pretty much a favorite in almost every race it starts in mm-hmm. at the moment. I think Vangelic's the same. Hasn't really done much, improved anything so far, but I just, you got that feeling about it. And Timmy Clark just sticks on horses, and then after a while, he just absolutely rides them perfectly and just gets it done. So, Vangelic's going to be mine here. $23 for the win and $6.50 for the place. Easy each way for the, for the day. I'm loving it. Um, Vangelic for me. Yeah, lovely stuff. And that'll look very pretty in the quaddy if that comes off, that's for sure. But uh, we moved down to Melbourne. Four big races to discuss in Melbourne. Uh, Empire Rose, race five. What are your thoughts? Yeah, it's it's a tough one. I've I've gone through the the analysis again, and um, Tafane is definitely going to be a hard one to beat. But just hasn't really just done anything since that um that win up in Queensland. Really, just coming down. It, it's it's been there, but it just hasn't really. Just hasn't really done too much, like impressing impressing me enough to be to be backing it at three dollars forty. I'm going with Hungry Heart here. Wow. Um, I'll say that because the last three runs it's had the the good track for the um was it the Epsom Stakes where it came eighth. Yes. I think so. Yes, with yes. Private Eye won. Yes. It says good track, but there's no way. I, I remember going back. It was a soft track, like. It gets downgraded throughout the day, but it's never right, in my opinion. It's always it's always chop and change where people make their decision, have their own opinions on it. But um, this horse is a very good, good track runner, and it's going to be a very good track over at um, over in Melbourne. So yeah, I'm going to go with Hungry Heart at sixteen dollars and four dollars sixty. I wouldn't look into it being a good track for two of the starts this prep. Honestly, it um, both those runs, in my opinion, were were soft tracks at least. Um, so yeah, very good, good track runner and yeah, $16 and $4.60 for Hungry Heart is pretty good for me. 
yeah, fair enough. And to be fair, Hungry Heart had a lot of support coming in this prep because, of course, uh, absolutely was a star in autumn, that's for sure. So coming through in the spring, let a few punters down, but no reason why it can't bounce back. I think this is just value galore. I don't like Tafane. I mean, definitely on its day can get it done, as can Mystic Journey. Those are two really deserving top two favourites, but just listen to some of this value. Kiku with Brett Preble on board. $34 is pretty silly in my mind for the sort of uh, turn of foot that she can produce. Celio Miss, $26. Great value. Flying Mascot is a horse that I've said to follow on the Instagram page. So I respect anyone that follows my judgment and has an each way bet on her as she'll probably come around the bend and potentially explode like last start. You also can't sleep on Sierra Sue. However, a heart problem and a long prep could be un her undoing, but I will respect any each-way bets if you have them on those horses because I reckon they're genuine shamokies. But uh, going to have to be on Surly Miss. Ruffy, but I just like it. $26 to win, $7 to place. The horse and jockey, Linda Meach, just in red hot form. They just can't stop winning. Surly Miss has gone bang, bang, bang to start the prep. And Linda knows it well. Been, um, sorry, was on it last start. Took over from Craig Williams and didn't disappoint. Absolutely took it off and was able to win narrowly in the race at Caulfield. So I just think that they're going to stick on, keep going, even though the competition is much harder. Than here, I think, and the widest barrier is a concern, but I think Meech is going to push forward from the gate and settle in the first few. So I think if she's done that, she's going to be thereabouts in the finish. And with those sort of prices, you'd be wanting five dollars each way on it because you'll be getting over a hundred back if it's able to get up. That's for sure. But uh, we uh, we'll save the Derby for last. Cornwall Stud Stakes Race Seven at Flemington. What are your thoughts, Nick? Yeah, it's it's another good race here. It's going to be probably one of the most uh, entertaining ones, I reckon, as well. Probably um, up there with the Classic Legend Stakes. Some younger horses here, but um, good horses running in this one. Um, I'm going to have to go with Paul Lilly. Just absolutely dominating this prep, and you can't get me off Paul Lilly at all. In my opinion, should have been the Godolphin runner in the Everest. Everest and... Um, at seven dollars, it's probably the best price you can get for this horse for the next couple of um couple of months because it's absolutely running so well. So what two point five lengths the first win in the prep came second by zero point three lengths came second by just under two and then one by one point five and absolute dominating. Yeah, Paul Ellie for me. The only thing that worries me a little bit is J Mac won't be on board, but um Ollie's still pretty good. Yeah. Took the words right out of my mouth. 100% deserved to be in the Everest over trekking. I think it would have put up more of a fight, in my humble opinion. Hence, yeah, I'm going to be on him again. Uh, $7 to win, $2.50 to place. Damien Oliver on board, like you said, shouldn't be an issue. I think he's going to run an absolutely peach of a race down the straight, and I can't wait to see it. Um, and how about race eight, the Cantala? Going to have to stick with um, Storm here. Um, yes, of course. Followed it very, very closely, obviously, with that, that first win that it had in the prep, um, which was very impressive for me to tip that. That was absolute belter, I reckon. <laughs> but, um, yeah, third place behind Zaki and Probabil, and then another third place behind Tefane and I'm Thunderstruck. Just it's The last three runs have been pretty impressive for me, and um, 
Yeah, probably probably coming to the end of the prep here, but um, should finish strongly here. And at ten dollars and three dollars thirty for a play, Superstorm will be my tip for the Kennedy Kentala Stakes. Well, you'd like to. You you made the early crow. You said it was a future Group One winner. Here's its chance. Be hundred percent. Uh, you know what, Nick? Like I said at the start of the podcast, gee, I made you look silly, and I feel like making you look silly again. Ice bath, let's go. Sticking with it, she can get it done on the good track and can win at Group One level company. I think. I reckon she takes that form here and absolutely gives them a run for their money. Draws the um draws the widest barrier, but that's exactly what she did in the invitation as well. So eleven dollars to win, three dollars fifty to place. I'll happily have some money on old reliable Ice Bath. Thoughts, Nick? If Ice Bath wins this race, I will seriously. I don't know what I'll do, but I'll be shocked. <laughs> you don't reckon she'll so do it again? No chance. I think no chance. But if she does, I look like an absolute fool. And, well, oh, I don't know, to be honest. We're going to have to I've come up a, with a punishment for you if Ice Bath. 100%. Ice if bath I've ridden, I'm riding Ice Bath off in this week as well. And if Ice Bath wins, we'll, we will get a forfeit going, I reckon. Lovely. I can't wait. I can't wait to be uh, just... Making making you suffer because I reckon Ice Bath is going to come out and shock the world again, and I can't wait till she does it. But uh, that wraps up. Oh no, that doesn't wrap up. Nick, we've got the Derby, the big one of the day. Uh, all the younguns going around. Thoughts? Yeah, look, uh, I wasn't too sure about this one. I was tossing and turning for a while. Then one of my mates that I went to school with, um, he's come up to me and he's told me that. His dad owns Gunstock, the favourite, and they, the the camp is very confident. Jeez. And to be honest, that has pretty much made me decide. I'll back you in, mate. Gunstock, four dollars forty. Pretty much just pure confidence from the from the trainer and the jockey, Jai McNeil. Just yeah, they they reckon it's going to be an absolute great horse, and it's going to absolutely take the piss in the in the Derby. So, yeah, gun stock for me. Yeah, you'd love to be owning the Derby winner, that's for sure. But um, I've been strongly behind Forgot You for a while now. I made the early crow on our Instagram page and our follow figure forget. I, Matt said she was going to, um, sorry, said he was going to win the, the Derby and I'm still going to back that in. Think he's going to absolutely go whack at the four dollars sixty odds, and rumor has it that he'll be backing up in the Melbourne Cup if he indeed comes out and wins this. So, um, I also made the early crow of the trifecta being Hitotsu, Gunstock, and Forgot You. So I'll have to stick with that as well. Have some money on that punters, but um, yeah, Forgot You for me four dollars sixty to win, uh, and a dollar ninety to place. Feel like those are good place odds. If that drips up at each way odds, you'd definitely be having money each way on a horse like this, just real, real gutsy type of horse. I know that it probably spent a lot of energy in the last start having to chase down the um, Commander Harry, but just think he comes out and gets this done. Uh, the camp is also very confident. It's definitely confident enough to say that they'll back it up in the Melbourne Cup if it gets it done here. So all power to it if it does. So, yeah, forgot you for me in the Derby. And that wraps up the... Great tip-off. Uh, it's going to be the great equaliser this week, Nick. You're back to about seven points behind me, but you can definitely catch up with seven races to be had. I'll be, I'll be coming first after this one, lads. 
Oh, he's he's made the crow. He's going all the way to the top. Not even just between you and me. You're going all the way to the top. I think you're what, oh, 20 points off the top not, in our comp. Or maybe not because Josh Gat just copies all my tips pretty much and then chucks a couple of lucky bets on and he, and he wins as well. So he'll probably be above me because I'll be backing all the winners and he'll just be stealing the bets pretty much. So, um, but yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Shout out to you, Josh Gat, the original mock. Uh, the reason for our name. A little mock. fun fact for you punters. But uh, quickly, just a couple around the grounds. At Eagle Farm, don't mind the favourite in race four, Referro, purely because I just back every single horse that has the tuxedo silks. The Bloodstock company that uh, produces them just breeds absolute winners, like um, the Move. That's one that I've gotten on before. So I think Referro will be no different there. And also going to dip my toe in in Adelaide for the first time in ages. Extra time in race six and sign of a Suri in race seven, both of which are quite familiar and comfortable at the track. They're racing nicely, especially sign of a Suri, who is um, backing up after a lovely Gawler Cup victory. You can get $6 on extra time and $4.20 on sign of a Suri, respectively, and uh, those are going to be my around-the-grounds tips. Have you found any around-the-grounds, Nick? Yeah, well, I'm going to dip my toe in Morfittville as well. Race eight, Aussie Nuggets going down down to Morfittville. Um, we might have to get a, get on the quaddy down over at, at Adelaide. We've got a couple of tips down there. So, um, yeah, definitely definitely keen on that. $8 for Aussie Nuggets is definitely going to be a chance in this one. Um, September run in over in Flemington, race nine, $5.50. Probably my last chance for September run. Just been absolutely so disappointed by this, um, by this prep. It was just such a good horse last year and then just absolutely taking a piss lately honestly yeah. pretty disappointing but last chance for for september run and i'm also going to go dip my dip my toes over in in ascot race nine elite street um one last start back to, back to last start um two dollars sixty got it down in as my comment as it beat trekking even though trekking is not a good horse so yeah <laughs> $2.60 for Elite Street. That's a pretty good multi-filler with a couple of the other um, favorites that I would have tipped. So, yeah, pretty good pretty good day for at least a place multi, I reckon. Lovely stuff. And before we go, of course, the quaddy. We're at episode 11. Yet to hit one. The pressure's on. To be fair, probably would be pretty funny if we go 15 from 15, losing by one leg uh, on the quaddy potty. That'd be very common man punting of us. But um, hopefully we're able to get one up and with the value that we've put in here we would be cheering if it does get up uh in the golden eagle we've got private eye ellsberg vangelic and i'm thunderstruck in race eight delexo foxfighter jarell and liberty sun who have we got in the last two races Nick? we've got ma and pa brooks spear uh pipali and equation race 10 we got much much better april rain excelltic and promotions and then 50 dollars gets you just under 20 percent of the quaddy lovely stuff hopefully there's a quaddy saver out to save us if we do go one leg out again but uh before we go nick anything to say to the punters more you bet the more you win <laughs> okay but uh remember gamble responsibly but uh also finally remember this weekend keep your eyes peeled on our pages because we're having a bonus episode out for the melbourne cup Will be uh, it'll be you know not as long as our regular episodes. We're just going to be giving a runner by runner analysis of the race itself with a couple of other tips around the grounds we like because uh, they're just racing absolutely everywhere as is tradition on Melbourne Cup Day. So uh, yeah, make sure to tune in for that as well. But other than that, like I said, gamble responsibly, punters.
And uh, we'll see you this weekend for the Melbourne Cup Rundown. See you later, lads. See you, lads. Oh, Crone's getting a split.